0: and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Leap Lap Radio, powered by Victory Custom Trailers, starts now.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Leap Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers, just like the man said. My name is Tom Baker. We are coming to you once again from the WSIC studios in Statesville, North Carolina. And we have got a full show For you this evening, we have got uh, a gentleman in studio who is uh, a late model racer, ran in the Carolina Pro Late Model Series uh, season opener at the Hickory Motor Speedway this past weekend. But he does a lot more than that. Jarek Johnson with us. Jarek is the driver of the. Uh, M-O-W, or the P-O-W-M-I-A. I knew I was going <laughs> to screw that up. The P-O-W-M-I-A Freedom Car, uh, sponsored by My Computer Career. Um, and uh, Jared brought his son with him. So uh, Tyler is in the studio with us as well tonight. We have Nick Loden that we believe is going to be calling. He's working on a school project right now. And grades are the most important thing, especially if he wants to race hickory this coming weekend in the second Carolina Pro late model uh, series event uh, to defend his win from two weeks ago. So um, that's kind of how that works. But Nick's going to try to call in and uh, talk to us about his win and, um, and where he went afterward. Uh, And so full show lined up, Chris Murdoch at the controls as always. And um, I'm just going to launch right into talking with Jarek here because uh, we've been wanting to have Jarek on for a while. We finally got it worked out. First of all, for those who aren't familiar with you, talk about your background in the sport a little bit and kind of get us up to date on what you're doing now.
2: Yeah, thanks, Tom. Uh, thanks for having us here. I know sure. uh, we've talked about it a few different times getting together, so it's finally good to finally do it. But, uh, yeah, the POW MIA-76 Freedom Car is, you know, it's a lot more than just a race car, especially yes, to is. a lot of people. Yep. Um We started, my father and I, Team Johnson Motorsports, with the uh, American Legion, the largest veterans organization, a a long time ago. And they sponsored some bush races. And as I was a young, upcoming driver wanting to go places, and then we figured out we weren't spending enough money to race up there. So um, after the American Legion deal... uh, we wanted to find another way to help veterans and actually talking with the American Legion, um, you know, some generals and upper echelon of those kind of veterans, they were talking about how the POW MIA cause needed a a lot more recognition and support to be in the forefront of America. So, uh, I would say it's probably been about nine years ago. Now it's, it's switched from the American Legion car to the POW MIA freedom car. And then here over the last six years or so, with My Computer Career jumping on board, and and we've had some other sponsors, and now uh, a nonprofit called uh, Helping Heroes. Uh, It's just grown our program by leaps and bounds. Like you said, we're at the Carolina Pro Race on Saturday, but we travel all over the place, from Speed Weeks to New York to Pennsylvania to the Carolina Pro Series. Um, We're actually going to go do another Carolina Pro Race at Cataract County in in June. Uh, Yes. Yeah, because one of the 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 founder of helping heroes has a uh, house and a, uh, lives in the area of swansboro so he made sure oh, okay. that got put on our schedule
1: <laughs> very cool yeah carteret uh, county we're looking forward to that one um now it's funny because you, you mentioned the American Legion. I, I've been around long enough to remember when you were driving that car. Um, and it's f- because every time I would see the car, it would take me back because my dad was a member of the – he was naval uh, – uh, served in the Navy and was a member of the Legion at, back home where I'm from. Yep. And we used to go down to the local – I guess you call it a branch or whatever cha- uh, chapter of the legion, and uh, they had one of those electronic bowling machines there. You ever see those? <laughs> we had the you know you had the pins that just sort of went up. Yes. It's hard. And and uh, man, I would literally it was it was ten cents. I think I spend ten bucks of my parents' money every time we get down there because I just sit there and bowl
2: all day. Tom, you're aging yourself. I now, am. A <laughs>
1: it's, well, look, I'm going to be fifty four in November. I don't hide it. <laughs> I mean, all you got to do is look at my head and see the five hairs I got left. Um, but. Uh, so the Legion was always um, a cool place for me. And, and I as I got older, obviously, I started to appreciate it for what it was really about, not yep. the bowling machine. Um, and um, so always thankful because I'm very pro-military. Always thankful to see what you're doing with that. And I want to talk about we'll get back to the racing part but i want to talk about the things that you do with the car off the track because you do a lot of appearances meet and greets that type of thing talk about what you and the folks of my computer career have kind of put together and some of the things that you've done over the years
2: yeah so as the as the POW MIA freedom car you know the the racing part is, is... What we like to call the the marketing tool, you know, for for us it's important because we're racers and we're competitive. Yes. Uh, but it is actually the tool for us to get out there and spread awareness for prisoners of war missing in action, um, and also now helping heroes doing the more nowadays veteran help kind of stuff with. PTSD and veteran suicide they're okay. they're really helping on that part of it. So, yeah, if we do 20 races a year, we probably do 40 to 60 show car appearances uh running all over the place doing parades and Walmarts and yep. and show car appearances, you name it. Um
3: You even had a, the car at the uh American Legion National Convention.
2: Yeah, American Legion VFW oh, wow. National Conventions. Uh they like to see us there and uh you know, it's always great to go to a couple of hospitality suites with uh, your American Legion VFW buddies and hear some stories and hang out there. So we've had some good times. We've been a lot of places. How do the veterans react to the car when they see it? You know, it, it's a whole different deal. <laughs> when you drive a car and you've got sponsors on it or a family sponsor and everything, you know, people, you're promoting something, but you don't have them people like a veteran or right. a very patriotic, patriotic American coming up to you and going, holy cow, thank you for what you're doing. We love seeing that symbol out there. Haven't seen it in the news and the media lately. Just to have somebody have it out there knowing that, you know, they're thinking about the people that gave the ultimate sacrifice for this country and weren't able to come home. Uh, Thank you for what you do. And it's like, really? I'm driving a race car. This is awesome. (laughs) And, you know, I get it. You know, we've talked to enough people that, but it's pretty cool to be thanked for doing something that we love.
1: Well, how did you get, how did this whole thing start?
2: So originally, like anybody else, we were just looking for sponsors. And uh, my dad being a, a military veteran himself from the Army, um, we had a couple connections with the American Legions, and they, uh, they were talking about doing a sponsorship in the Bush series. I think at that time it was actually with Braun or somebody like that oh. that they were having discussions with. Okay. And, uh They didn't want to take money away from veteran programs that they already had going on at the time, Um, but they said that, you could use the American Legion logo, you could make T-shirts, you can do this, and that wasn't good enough uh, for a big team looking for $3 million to go yeah. bush racing at the time, but for a, a young kid looking to make his way in and help support vets and, like you said, be able to go to American Legion National Convention as a distinguished guest and everything, man, I was all about it. So uh, that's how I first got into it, and from there it's just blown up.
1: It's amazing, really. I mean, you know, just to look at the car, um, It it evokes, you know, emotions, I think, in a lot of people just because of what it represents. Um, My computer career has been able to help a lot of um, a lot of veterans. I know just through the GI Bill and the opportunity to sort of give them a chance to um, to change their lives with a new career. And um, so there's there's definitely a mutual benefit there. But I just feel like. You know, the work that you guys have done collectively as a group and the effect, the positive effect that it's had, not only bringing awareness to the causes, but again, just things like being able to 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 provide them with some education. And, and because a lot of times um, I find, you know, I read all the time about, you know, troops come home from war and it's almost like they don't know what their purpose is, you know. And and so um, you know because it you've you've served for so many years or whatever and then you you know what do i do and how do i and and I, and if you can give them that training and that opportunity um or if you can bring them to a racetrack and you know let them be a part of your race team for a day those sorts of things um you know that that provides a spark and an uplift for for them and and i just feel like what you're doing is just amazing
2: yeah so we- with my computer career and, and their new nonprofit, Helping Heroes, um, l- like you said, to, to partner up with somebody like that to be able to help more yeah, veterans or or reach absolutely. more people has been incredible. Um, Ryan Saddleberg, who is a retired sergeant major uh, in the army, has been uh, leading the Helping Heroes okay. cause as of right now. And man, like you said, to give somebody direction that doesn't know what they're doing, they've started a new hashtag that's "I Choose to Live." Um, and we've done everything from inviting veterans out to be with the race car. And if they're not into racing, we've we've cleaned up equestrian farms so they can ride horses. We've oh, introduced wow. them to uh people that uh, take them hunting and do different things just to get them out of the house and, and repurpose their life a little bit. So um your my computer career and changing lives, they're they're really doing that. They yeah. are.
1: No, they do and and that's I mean um we love having them as a sponsor because um I know the effect they've had on just ordinary people's lives who get to go and you know their the way that they go about the training just on average is it's like they're you know it's more of a mentorship than it even is just an, an online training course um and and to be involved with the veterans like that, it really is the perfect situation because again, a lot of those guys just need that that thing to refocus on and give them an opportunity to matter again. Um, You know, it, it's, it's, it's a spirit changing thing, but um, you know, the, the, the combination of everything that you've got going on is amazing. Um, Where is the most interesting place that you've, you've traveled or the most interesting event that you've done with, with that cause?
2: Man, there's, there, there's been quite a few. We've, we see big racetracks. We see small racetracks. We, you know, whether it's CRA or or Speedfest or anything else, we we try to go anywhere we can, even if it's Ona Speedway or or Lake Erie or or Jennerstown. You know, we travel all over the place trying to see different people. So where was
1: it in Pennsylvania? Was it Evergreen? Yeah, you Evergreen in, in Drum, Drums, Pennsylvania. Okay. Yep. yep. Yep, I knew that. I remembered that. We're going to take a break, uh, and we'll get back to talking with Jarek Johnson. And we've got, hopefully, Nick Logan coming up as well before we're done. So uh, stick around. This is Lee Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Back after this.
4: How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride. Go fish. Walk in the park. Phone call. Milkshake. Play catch. Picnic. Fly a kite. Tell jokes. Laugh. Talk. Read a story. Tell a story. Bumper car. Swing set. Bowling. Pillow fight. Cut loose. Stay tight.
3: I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back. Lead Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers. And you know what? If you're looking for a trailer, the folks at Victory Custom Trailer would love to help you. And the cool thing about... Victory Custom Trailers is their name, Victory Custom Trailers. You can have a trailer designed to fit your specific needs, and it doesn't matter if it's a motorsports need or not. If you're looking for something for construction or hauling horses or whatever it may be, um, any type of a new or used uh, trailer transporter, they have over 200 new and used in stock. Or if you want a custom-built trailer trailer, They can do it for you. And here's the neatest part of all. You can go to victorycustomtrailers.com and they are so confident in their ability to design what you request that they even put a big red button on the top of the homepage where you can click it and design your own trailer right from the website. So they will uh, literally do whatever you need them to do. They will ship it anywhere in the continental U S they're based out of Michigan, but don't let that uh, throw you. They can get it to you wherever you are. So call Chris Hedinger and his staff at victory custom trailers and make sure that you tell them exactly what you're looking for. They will get it for you. They are the best at sales and service. And, uh, again, we try to have sponsors on these shows that actually care about their customers. And Chris certainly fits that. He is a racer. His daughter, Katie, is a racer. They'll so, um, be at Hickory this weekend. And they will be. I think they are running Hickory again this weekend, yes. Um, so uh, stop by and see him at the track or give them a call. Uh, the phone number is right on the top of the home page on the website, victorycustomtrailers.com. Back to Jarek Johnson who is the driver of the uh, POW MIA Freedom Car, sponsored by My Computer Career. Uh, and where is your schedule going to take you this year?
2: So after that uh, Carolina Pro race that we probably should have done a whole lot better at than we did. You <laughs> were rolling Saturday. early in that race, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and the the hard part is we didn't qualify as good as we wanted to. We were faster than yeah. that in the practice. And, uh I really wasn't pushing it there at the at the first 50, and everybody was running into each other, it seemed like. So we were just kind of – didn't matter if he restarted third or fourth at that time, so we were just kind of making laps. And I think some of the other cars, like the 1X, and we were going pretty hard. Um, so I think we had some saved. I don't know that we had enough saved for the 43. They were good. But we definitely yeah. had a top two or three car, and uh, power steering knocked us out for the day. But uh, after that Oof. one, we got uh, – Charleston, West Virginia coming up, own a speedway uh in the end of April. Oh wow. Yeah. I used
3: to work in Charleston, West Virginia.
2: <laughs> yeah. They have what? a uh they have a late model uh, modified racetrack up there. They race the late models on eight inch tires, any motor. It's a it's a
3: very short track.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh I've track. eaten cereal out of bigger bowls than that track. <laughs> track. Cool place, uh run by the the Mays family and they do a terrific job up there um uh, a fair like atmosphere in the in the grandstand so we enjoy going up there why
1: that why uh, what is it a big show that you're going to or? It,
2: it's a two-day late model show you oh, know they don't okay. have a huge car count but uh like you said we travel all over the place and try to help car counts wherever we can we've been you know whether it's uh ono west virginia or, or columbus before they close shady bowl uh you know drums mahoning we we've uh, wall stadium we won a race at in new jersey oh last my year. <laughs> oh you won <laughs> yeah we did wow yeah we had, we ended the year uh we had four races at the end of the year there ona we were leading and broke uh we won the race of champions race in uh, lake erie um, i did not know that we wow. won at evergreen and then we won at uh, wall stadium in their late model division up there
1: you were on a roll <laughs> man and you definitely, that was, you had a great run last week at Hickory. It was a shame that the power steering gave out on you, and it's pretty hard to hustle those things with no power steering. <laughs> so so it, it's ama- it's it's amazing to think that guys like Kelly Yarborough used to do it for 500 miles in cup.
2: Yeah, so I I think the cars back then were probably made to turn a little bit more well, on maybe. their own. Yeah. Uh, and this, you know, the power steering thing I've fought through before, but when it gets intermittent like that, you know, it gets real hard to turn, and then all of a sudden you're yanking it to the left, and then it does turn. Ooh, yeah. And you try to go back to the right and it won't go back. It's a a disaster waiting to happen, so I pulled her off.
1: You know, I've always said, though, if you think about it, and, and, you know, we've had Hunter Smith, who owns Fit Stop Performance, has been on our shows quite a bit. And um, I've talked to Hunter about how the sort of archetype of the NASCAR Cup drivers changed over the years. If you think about it, back in the 60s and 70s, Those guys were big built, like tough men, you know, blue collar, like, you know, big chest, big. Okay, then you got as you got into the, you know, like the early 90s where the cars started to go to more aero. You started seeing like that image of a cup driver to where now it's like Jimmy Johnson and they're all mountain bikers and skinny little swimmers build kind of guys, right? Throttle, throttle jockeys. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> but again, it's a different, um, different era. But I think the fact that those cars didn't have power steering and, you know, you had to really hustle a car back then. And I just think it kind of, um it kind of lended itself to to a different type of body shape or whatever you know those yep. guys were big, you know well, I would fit that
2: profile a little bit better yeah exactly.
1: <laughs> well you know it 's like i i I look at like, I used to look at Tony Stewart and think you know you 're about twenty years off, like he would have been great back in the seventies um and uh but no it 's uh it it you you definitely had a good run and I feel like you've kind of reached that point with, with your car and your team where you've got it dialed in and you're pretty consistent from track to track now.
2: Yeah, so we, we struggled with our, our Hamkey cars there for a couple of years in a row. You know, back in 2012 when they had the whole ASA thing, um, we started getting pretty good and then I got out of it for a little while and I was helping different kids do yep. different things. And um, when when we didn't have a driver basically anymore I was like well i'll get back in it and drive it if if we got a sponsor and i got back in it and it took us a little while with the hamkey cars to figure something out but uh, last year we uh hit on something pretty good we got some cars from uh matt craig's dad oh Uh, their old hamkey sidewinder cars that he used um and we did a lot of testing with them and tried different things and uh we got a package right now that's that's pretty good with the uh the stock chevy crate motors and the the Hamky sidewinders are going pretty good right now you
1: you 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 just seem to be having a lot of fun at oh, yeah. this point <laughs> you know like everywhere you go it's just um and and i mean it helps when you've got that modicum of consistency because even if you're not necessarily having the best of luck at least you know when you go you're not constantly fighting
2: the race car That that's right yeah we we've I'm at the age and the point in my career where I am having fun with it you know it's a it's a little tough sometimes when you got 28 drivers and uh, 22 of them are under the age of 19 and I'm <laughs> yeah. not gonna say exactly how old I am anymore but older <laughs> but uh, f- feel like our More cars experience are, <laughs> yeah, that's right <laughs> feel like our cars are pretty good and, and and we do we have we have fun wherever we go and mostly that's because of doing what we do you know we're not just there to race so whether we win which we want to do or or something happens uh, my computer career and how heroes always support no matter what we do. And that POW MIA Freedom Car being there for people to see is a win no matter what.
1: Well, and, you know, you had you worked with Ryan Millington for a year and and uh, and I was working with him at the same time. And I remember him telling a story and I don't remember the whole story, but something to the effect of you went to Florida um, I think it might have been for Speed Weeks or something. You were down there and you went to one of the Legions or something. And they had this yep. big, massive bingo game or something. And <laughs> I can't remember what Ryan said, but there was something funny about what he did or happened or he won something or whatever. But it was just, um, again, I, I I think it's an aspect for a driver like Ryan. I think that was great to see because it reminds him that this isn't all just, you know, hand me some money and let's go, you know. Um, I think it gives him a chance to see a little bit of life. So I think that year was good for him.
2: Yeah, that's right. So we we do a lot of things. And uh, that was one of the American Legion's VFW visits that we do with all our veterans. And yeah. I believe that one was uh, that night they had the meat raffle going on. Oh, okay. Maybe, so, maybe that's what it was. So we were, we were uh, involved in their meat raffle. And I think Ryan won a couple of pig roasts or something okay, like yeah. that. So it was pretty I knew was there was something because he
1: was, he was texting to me about it. And, and it was, you know, he... It wasn't so he wasn't mocking it. it was just sort of like i this is great, like it, you know he'd experienced something that he never would have thought about right and and um again, I just think it's great for for the younger drivers to see that side of it, so even I think those drivers can can learn something from what you're doing with the freedom car do
3: you think uh It's important for younger generations to know what POW MIA means. Do you do anything with those younger generations? You know, I see on your website, you have a kid's corner where there's coloring sheets and all sorts of stuff. You know, what is it to you to get the kids involved?
2: So absolutely. That's one of our main missions as the POW MIA Freedom Car is to educate our, our youth about what prisoner of war missing in action is. You know, when when you were around in the in the 70s and post Vietnam War, it was in the media, it was in the news all the time. People knew what it was, and uh, we made sure that you know we we didn't forget any of our countrymen but that kind of went by the wayside here but for us to put it back in the forefront and uh, have kids see it and and know that the pow mia logo on the hood isn't some kind of rock band or something it stands for something really really <laughs> specific and, and really important um one of our biggest tools that we use are the uh pow mia awareness wristbands that you'll see us wearing all the time they're uh they're this a great handout, one. they're a great talking point, they're a, they're an educational tool for that opportunity. You know, our our sponsor Tony Galati always said that before he met us that they were driving down the highway one day and his daughter seen a POW MIA sign and he asked if she knew what that was and she didn't and he kind of, he kind of felt like he missed the boat and failed on that one. So that's one of the reasons he got behind us and supports us the way he did. So we really appreciate everything they do.
1: Well, as do we, and, and again, full disclosure, one of our uh, sponsors here for our programming and we, like I said, Tony and the folks at My Computer Career have been so great to us and we, we just love what they do. Um, not it's not even about IT, it's just the way that they work with their students and, and then again the extra things that they do like with you with POWMI and all of that um, you know there's a lot of give back in those folks with my computer career and that's why we enjoy them so we um, we definitely are excited about that. So you've got kind of an outlaw schedule and we're going to talk a little bit about more about that when we come back around the corner we'll be back with more Lap presented by the folks at Victory Custom Trailers right after this Is struggling this year. Tyler Ankrum. man, I'll tell you, he uh, actually almost all of the most G- GMS trucks I was are going to say almost all of those trucks are having an off start to the 2021 season. Welcome back to League Lab, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. We try to focus mostly on Grassroots, short track racing here, but every once in a while we kind of dip off into the world of NASCAR. But uh, tonight we have Jarek Johnson and um, his son Tyler is in the studio as well. And I think now we have Nick Loden on the phone. So we're going to get back to Jarek and Tyler. Nick Loden is uh, with us on the hotline now. Nick was the winner of the opening race in this year's Carolina Pro Late Model Series, uh, which took place last weekend at the Hickory Motor Speedway and Nick thinks he's Tom Brady because Nick went and won the race and then went to Disney World. What is the deal with that,
7: Nick? Oh, we had that Disney World trip planned since last year, but ah. it just happened
1: to come the day
7: after my race. <laughs> it happened to be a race that I won, too. It's pretty funny, but yeah.
1: Uh, we couldn't resist. So uh, that was, in all seriousness, though, that was a big-time win for you. I feel like... You were really the best car um, the entire race. I mean, um, King Quappel took off for about 25 laps or so and then ended up having some car problems. But I really had the impression as I was calling the race and watching the way you were driving that you weren't really pushing it very hard in the opening uh, laps there.
7: No, I, well, I those first 10 laps, though, I was the leader the who started on the inside front row checked up and wasn't really going on the start either and i had to ride behind him for a couple of laps i fell back to like sixth or something then i was just slowly passing cars on the way up Some them let me by they were saving tires too but yeah then i got up to second and i wasn't really pushing it that hard because i knew there's 30 cars out there sure to be a lot of restarts for me to get them on so
1: yeah good uh it was a good patience race i felt like for you and and uh it kind of just came to you. And once you got out front, uh, I mean, it wasn't like you didn't have any pressure at the end. You had several uh, restarts to have to defend the lead, and you managed to do it. The the car looked like once you got out front, it stayed pretty, uh, pretty well the entire race.
7: Oh, yeah. It was definitely the best my car's been so far. It, was, it handled really well, especially on the outside groove that race. Couldn't really run her on the inside too good, but it didn't matter. I was able to keep her up top most of the race.
1: Well... (laughs) It's kind of the loading way, at Hickory, isn't it, to be on the outside? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Andy Highline loading your daddy, uh, he made uh, three straight championships, uh, a habit of running the top there. Um, but uh, you you found the groove and, and used it to your advantage. Uh, was Do you think that's the result of did you do anything different with the car over the winter? Or was it just, you know, you just hit the setup right?
7: Oh, I think we just hit the setup right. Plus, uh, I think I drove better that race than I was last year. I was more patient. Yeah, and I, I last year I wasn't running. I, I mean, I changed my line a little bit, and yeah, it worked out a lot better.
1: Yeah, it certainly seemed to. Um, and that, and it wasn't as if that was the that was the best, uh, the highest attendance driver-wise. Um, that. that you know, of the entire history of that series, 29 cars. And, you know, there were a lot of competitive cars there. Were you a little surprised at the depth of the competition in the in the opening race?
7: Oh, yeah, I was pretty scared, too. I saw there's got there and heard there was 30 cars on the list that were actually there. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of big, a lot of people that weren't there last year. I was, didn't know some of them, didn't know if, how good they'd be or not, but yeah.
1: Well, it was amazing the amount of 14-year-olds we had there. You at 16 were a veteran compared to some of those kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So you're going to run the entire uh, series, I would imagine. And, of course, you're going back to Hickory this coming week, which was supposed to be at Tri-County, but Tri-County pulled out. Um, So went back to Hickory. And now you've got basically you're going to have three races to start the season at hickory the one that you just won this coming weekend and then again in a couple more weeks there's there's another race scheduled there so you got to be pretty excited to to see the way the schedule is working out for you there's a possibility you may walk off three for three
7: yeah i hope so hickory is definitely the track i've got figured out the best my favorite track that i've raced at so far but yeah there's i I was looking forward to going to tri-county though but
1: Yeah, it would have been a great race. I'm not sure what happened, but um, it's too bad. Uh, But uh, go back to Hickory and then to Hickory again. But you got some tracks coming up that I know you haven't been on. And the big one that everybody's talking about is the race over the summer that's coming to Carteret County. We got Jarek Johnson here in the studio, the driver of the powma freedom car 76 and uh jarek's telling us he's going to hit that one that's on his schedule too so um have you have you done any research on carteret county are you uh are you looking forward to that one coming up
7: well we're nervous about that one i mean carteret and franklin me and my dad neither of us have been to either of those tracks or even seen them yeah we're definitely we're gonna probably have to go test up there when i don't even know what the track looks like at this point
1: it's uh Carteret's beautiful. Carteret County it's right on the beach too, so you can it's a flat uh, track. Yeah, it's Carteret's very flat. Franklin's uh, a little less so. Franklin's an older track and a small track, but Carteret is uh Carteret is definitely a gorgeous facility and I think you'll be surprised when you get there because it'll probably be one of the most kind of current race tracks that you've ever been to i would guess um but it's 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 a bit of a different schedule for you guys this year on the tour because keith has done a good job of working in some new tracks but still a good bit of it's at hickory so uh, i'm sure that makes you makes you feel good are you doing anything else other than the carolina pro weight model series races this year
7: yeah we're trying to run the at um the easter bunny in two weeks
1: oh wow so make nice it-
7: yeah, if we can get my car ready in time, we're working on that. Okay. This week. We gotta go practice it on Sunday after my race this weekend if we do get it done, but yeah. Um we're and then we might also go try to run the throwback race at Hickory.
1: Oh, for the cars tour. Yep. Well, okay. So uh starting to transition you up into uh bigger and better things uh for sure that's good that and i think you're ready for it too that's exciting though that's going to be fun um easter bunny's always a big show and it'll be very competitive but that throwback race is uh is a race that i think everybody looks forward to in the area whether you're a fan or a team uh, or a driver so um that's good to hear i know you guys had talked about doing some stuff down in florida um with some of the Alan Turner races, are you are you planning to do any of those or maybe do the snowball at the end of the year and not not quite ready for that yet?
7: Uh, we haven't quite talked about that yet. I don't, I don't, right now, it's not in the plan, but okay. who knows what might happen throughout the year.
1: So talk a little bit about how you feel you've uh, kind of evolved as a racer from two years ago when you started in the late model after coming straight out of quarter midgets to now.
7: Well, oh, I've definitely had to this year I've been <laughs> working on not tearing the nose off. Uh, that that's a transition from quarter midges. <laughs> that helps but,
1: <laughs> it's a good decision. <laughs>
7: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not preferable. But um yeah, that I've been trying to get more patient too out there, especially on the restarts and stuff. That's been where the most of the wrecks I've been in. they've all happened mostly on the restarts. I've, you know, so, overall, I've become more patient, more consistent, as more calm as a driver has been what I've worked on the past two years the most, probably.
1: Okay. So, you've come a long way. We've got Jarek's son, Tyler, in the studio. Tyler's been racing at Millbridge on the dirts, and he's 13. So, what advice would you give to him about uh, making a transition into a stock car out of a smaller car like the Outlaw or the Quarter Midget?
7: Um, well, you definitely can't I don't know much about how they race at Millbridge, but for where I ran the small car, you definitely have to be a lot more aware of how big the car is <laughs> on the track.
1: Yeah, spatial awareness is a big deal. That had to be yeah. um, that had to be a real challenge, and I think it would be for anybody. Um, just knowing where the wall is all of a sudden, because you know, in the quarter midget or even in the outlaw cart, you're it's it's a little car, and you can almost run against the wall. Um, can't do I that. I struggled
7: with, with being able to get up close to the wall. I thought the car was bigger than it was.
1: Oh, okay. I got
7: into it. Interesting. I, I'd always ride a car when I'd pass people. I'd always be a car length between us. So I wouldn't ever get up next to them. Same when I was on the outside. I never. I'd have. I had trouble with being able to get up and race close to people.
1: Okay, that's a that's a different uh, uh, a different type of situation. But I can see where that would matter. Um, okay, I've got a couple more questions, but I'm going to get the sponsor one out of the way now so I don't forget. So, who helps you make everything happen with your racing, there, Nick?
7: Uh, we got AFCO, Longacre, and Pro Shocks, um, RE Suspension, Buzzy Racing. My grandparents help us out a bunch.
1: Yeah. What would be a bucket list race for you? If you could run one race, any race in any type of car, what would be the bucket list race that you would love to run the most?
7: Snowball Derby.
1: Really? Interesting. A short track race. Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's a highly respectable choice. One of the toughest races, uh, I think, on the planet to, uh, to do well in. So um, I'm sure you're going to get your chance at that, Nick. I really believe that. And so. within the next couple of years, you'll, uh, you'll get an opportunity to go do that. I um, want to thank you for taking the time to be on the show and uh, look forward to seeing you again this weekend at uh, Hickory. Good luck to you. Hopefully uh, going for two in a row there. Yep, thank you. That is Nick Loden. And uh, again, uh, make sure you check out Nick on social media. And uh, if you're going to be at Hickory this weekend, he will be at least one of the number 43s. We had three of them there on opening night. It was an announcer's nightmare, to be honest. Uh, So yeah, Nick's going to be in action along with the rest of the Carolina Pro Late Model Series. Again, this coming Saturday at the Hickory Motor Speedway, the Carolina Crate Modified Series will be there as well. Um, And I asked Keith Graham, who owns the series um there were a few guys that we knew were there just kind of one-offs and i asked keith i said how does your field look for this coming saturday he said we might have more he said you wouldn't believe the calls i got after that first race we'll give you a chance to think about that and we'll be back right after this to close it up
4: how to be a great dad in 15 seconds
5: Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff, or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Techn-
9: fastest amputee overcoming pass it on from the foundation for a better life at values.com
3: hi this is chandler smith and you're listening to the race chaser radio now back to the show
1: welcome back lead Lab, presented by victory custom trailers uh Talking mostly payment racing tonight, not on purpose, just uh, kind of worked out that way. Uh, Jarek Johnson in studio with us still uh, with his son, Taylor. Taylor's 13. Now, Taylor, we're going to get you to uh, get right up into the mic there um, and uh, want to talk to you just a little bit here because I didn't realize you were even racing. And uh, your dad told us during one of the breaks earlier that you're running. You've run at Millbridge for a little bit now in the outlaw carts and you just had an opportunity to jump in a two-seater late model. Today, in fact. So I want to talk about that first. What was that like?
8: It was kind of crazy for the first experience in a late model like that. It's hard going straight from a little box stock dirt car at Millbridge going straight to a Hickory Motor Speedway in a stock car. So it's just a little bit of a change for me. How many laps did you get in the car? I'd say we ran about fifty to sixty left Oh wow! So your dad gave you a good wow, and I and I see your dad still got
1: fingernails, so that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, his hair didn't turn gray, so you couldn't have uh, couldn't have scared him that much. Uh, but what was it like? I mean, we asked Nick about what he would tell you about the transition, and I, and then you had actually made that kind of with the run today. Um, did you find that it was it was different being in the big car as far as your space around you and all that, trying to figure out where you were?
8: Yeah, it's definitely a lot harder going from a small car to a big car and knowing where you're at on the track. But it's when you go from wide open around a Millbridge little dirt track like that, then you got to go use a ton of brake at Hickory getting into the corner. It's just a lot more throttle control with it, a lot more control of the car.
1: Now, your dad said that you, you didn't really have much interest in racing until about a year and a half ago. What, what kind of flipped the switch for you?
8: Well, I never really paid attention to racing I was all into football and so busy with that and then one time dad brought me to a race and I kind of just fell in love with it there and we got a chance to get a good deal on an outlaw cart and we took it out to Millbridge and I kind of just fell in love with racing from there.
3: Jared what does it mean to you to you know you know him not have such an interest in it and then that one race it kind of flipped the switch what does it mean to you to see him sort of start taking that path?
2: I I thought it was a lot of fun. My my wife would say it wasn't. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's mom's job. <laughs> um, and it's a whole lot cheaper to keep a football in their hand than it is a race car. So <laughs> that is true. Yeah. But you know, I, I I was kind of the same way. I didn't uh, all the young kids now racing these days. I I didn't start racing anything till I was twenty years old. I I played uh, high school and some college football and everything, and uh, and uh, up. Hurt my shoulder pretty bad to where I couldn't play anymore and got that fixed up a little bit. And my dad owned uh, some dirt tracks in Minnesota and Missouri. Oh. And uh, I went down there with my business degree from college to go help him. And he ended up changing one of the uh, dirt tracks, uh, Mizzou Speedway there just north of Columbia, Missouri, into an asphalt track. And oh, wow. And that's where I and Carl Edwards and Clint Boyer all raced uh, asphalt for the first time. Nice. Um quick story on that you know i was just uh i was there making laps in my late model we were pretty quick but i'd only raced a late model there for probably a couple months and uh carl edwards had been a modified driver winning a lot of dirt races and uh mittler brothers came to the racetrack to test their truck uh at my dad's racetrack and they wanted me to get behind the wheel because uh they wanted somebody to test it and take it and he said, "Oh, you don't want you don't want this kid. He hasn't drove anything very much. Why don't you let Carl drive it and I, everybody knows where it <laughs> went from there. <laughs> Come on, dad <laughs> so uh with that story and everything, you know, my dad raced himself a little bit nothing like <laughs> nothing like I have but uh but he raced, and I raced, and now to watch him do it uh now I know what my dad was hollering at me about all the time, all these years.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, sure it's got to be different watching your boy do it for sure. Yeah. And, uh, but I'm, I'm sure you're proud of him. And, and uh, you know, it's a, it's a great opportunity for you, Tyler. And I, I know you were there uh, at Hickory last week working with your dad. What's your role on the car? What do you generally do uh, in the pits?
8: Uh, I show up and when we first get there, I mostly work on body stuff pulling the nose out and stuff like that, making all the measurements right. Then I kind of go to tires. I take air pressures when he comes in and set them when he goes out for the races and stuff like that.
1: Okay, so you're uh, you're kind of the uh, team engineer, more or less.
8: Kind of like that,
2: yeah. Yeah, at the ripe old age of 13. How about that, Dad? They grow quick, don't they, in, in the sport? You know, um, we've had a couple of my computer career people and helping heroes people and everything come with us. And uh, at 13 years old, his work ethic and everything, I'm actually pretty proud of it. He works really hard on the race car. Uh, he knows the goal and what we're after, and he gets into it just That's as much great. as we do. So That's
1: awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, it is amazing. I mean, we had a 12-year-old win at Bristol on the dirt right <laughs> just like like it's it's just amazing what these young kids can do and and you know they've been half of them racing since they were five so you figure they got seven years of race experience you know and and all a lot of the um you know a lot of the fans just kind of make light of that but seven years is seven years i don't care if you're in a quarter engine or legends car what it is seven years is seven years um and uh so cool to see you uh get your opportunity to race now what would you like to to move up to the late model what would you like to do this year if you could keep racing what do you what would
8: you like to be yeah i'd say if i could keep racing i would love to race a late model it seems it seems like pretty big for me right now but once i turn 14 i'll have the age limit and i should be able to drive so there you go. You can uh, keep
1: racing the Outlaw this year, or uh, maybe you can find something else and keep testing the late model and then jump in the uh, car for the Carolina Pro Series next year and boot it out of the seat.
3: You've been racing Millbridge for a while now. What do you think about that track? Do you like it? What do you learn there?
8: Yeah, it's, it's you kind of learn yeah. all about control, and you got to be smooth with the wheel. That's where, what you really learn there, and it's hard. you got to just keep your momentum up and learn how the track is because track changes on dirt a lot. And one race it can be really bumpy, and then the other race it can be really slick after it just rained or something. So you gotta adjust really nice.
1: Well, you definitely have had some valid experience. You get good car control in those cars, yeah. so that's definitely very valid experience. And I think it, I think the job that Ashley and Jeremy have done at Millbridge is just absolutely phenomenal. I mean they.
3: <laughs> they put that place on the map here they recently. really have
1: um, over the last really 5 6 years or so uh, you know they they've just I always
3: like seeing that little Toyota commercial come on the TV and be like, ah, I know where that's at. Yeah, (laughs) it's funny,
1: too, because I actually had somebody from up north um, where I'm from that um, asked me if that was Millbridge because I think they had read something online and they're like, is that that track you keep talking about where they race the outlaw carts? I said, yeah, they filmed a Toyota commercial. there." Like, that's pretty cool, you know, but that's the kind of thing that, Ashley and Jeremy have brought to that place, Jarek, and it's great. I'm sure it, you as a racer, um, not so much as a driver, because you've never raced there, but just to see what they've done and appreciate that as a part of the sport is pretty remarkable.
2: Yeah, so we, with my dad owning dirt tracks in yeah. Missouri, we've been on both sides of it, and what they've been able to do over there is is really amazing. And uh, to make a spot there for the kids to race during the week and, and the convenience of uh, – where it's located and everything, they, they've really done a lot with Millbridge, and it, it's fun to go out there and be a part of that. So, you talked about racing at Ona soon. What else is on
1: your schedule for this year? What other events, racing events, do you have planned? You mentioned Carteret County earlier with the Carolina Pro.
2: Yeah, so, other than uh, kind of some of our normal stuff, we plan on doing Lake Erie in September again for the ROC. Okay. Um, race of Champions. Yep, yeah, maybe a, a, a Lancaster race I was talking to you about. At New the York, break. yeah, yeah. Uh, New York, yeah. New York area last year, or two years ago, we went up to Lancaster and went to Niagara Falls with the family and all that, and... Um, did a, a Vietnam moving wall tribute oh, wow. uh, with the car next nice. to that and everything, and then went and raced Lancaster. So that was a cool little trip. The kids uh, enjoyed that doing that trip, and uh, so not only that stuff, but we got one coming up here towards uh, Memorial Weekend. We're going to go out to Branson, Missouri, and uh, they're they're really big into their veterans and and hang out at the IMAX, and they have a bunch of shows oh, nice. out there, and then uh, Bolivar. Speedway is not but about an hour north of Branson and they have pro late models out there. So we're going to get a show in out there while we're while we're there doing our show car appearances.
1: That's great. Yeah, you'll uh, you'll have a good time with all of that. Uh, You know, Niagara Falls is awesome. They used to have um, the convention center there, which the Indians now own before the Indians owned it. Every year they used to have a winter TQ midget series there. Really? They run three weekends of TQ midget racing. Yeah, for, and, is that
2: the Seneca
1: or something they call it? It might convention be now convention. Yeah, yeah whatever the convention center is called yeah. there. That used to be the Niagara Falls Convention Center, and they used to put on um, quarter uh, TQ midget shows. And they actually raced go karts too, as an indoor concrete deal. And the last, <laughs> the last time they had it there, I actually raced a cart, and it was that was the fastest place I've ever raced. It was <laughs> like you. You know, I was actually nervous going into the corner because it was so fast for a cart, and it was a blind corner and I had to work the courage button up and finally, they got the cart loose enough for me, so I felt comfortable going in um and uh But it was just so much fun to do those weekends up there in the winter time because. You know, in the summer, you're obviously there for the falls. You want to look at it and it, whatever. In the wintertime, it had nothing to do with the falls itself. It had everything to do with the party <laughs> that you would go on. And you'd get like Richard Petty or somebody to be the Grand Marshal. And. You know, a lot of the open wheel guys like Jack Hewitt used to come up and race and, and, you know, different people, Bentley Warren. And so it was a good time up there. So I'm glad you got to go see that. And uh, Lancaster is enjoying another comeback again. They've changed the name. I think it's New York International Raceway or something now. But yep. um, So that's good, doing some racing in the north and, and uh, going all the way to Branson and doing that deal. It sounds like you're in for a pretty fun year
2: absolutely we're looking forward to it uh just again we couldn't do it out without my computer career and helping heroes and everything they do so to have a another year here in 2021 helping out our veterans and and supporting our causes we're looking forward to it
1: well it should be a lot of fun and and uh, a good variety of competition you get to race against too because obviously it's different everywhere you go um i would imagine in new york i mean the rules are pretty similar but Yet, though, I think those cars are slightly different that they run up there, aren't they? Or are they basically the same as what you got?
2: So the, they're basically the same. The cars are. Their motor rules are a little bit different. That's what I was um, thinking. You know, the, they they have to make sure Supers, pros, anybody that has a motor can yeah. come out and race. So they kind of open it up there. But they do the best that they can. And, you know, we, we always talk about right here in this area, even though we like racing, every, man, everybody around here, it, it's Hardcore business. So um, it's not too bad in July, August when it's 100 and some degrees to head up to New York or go catch yeah. some races. It's a little bit cooler. Uh, the <laughs> racing's a little bit funner, and, and we enjoy what we do.
1: Up near Lake Ontario, they would say, cooler near the lake. Um, <laughs> who? Uh, how can fans find you and keep track of what you're doing with the POW MIA Freedom Car?
2: Yeah, so our website is freedomcar.org. Uh, If you go to freedomcar.org, it has our schedule. It has uh, a kid's coloring corner like you guys were talking about. It's got what POWMIA is. It's got a bunch of different stuff. And then there's links, of course, from there to get to my computer career and also the nonprofit Helping Heroes, uh, which if you go to Helping Heroes, they have their donate button to to help do everything that we do. You know, it was pretty cool. We went and ran Speed Weeks this year, and a couple guys actually in the modified class really – liked what we do and seen us feeding the uh, the track crew down there and the uh, the police officers and the ambulance and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, like, two different people donated all their purse weddings after I did oh, to, wow. to Helping Heroes to help out veterans and help out our first responders. So it, it's catching on, and we're going to make sure it keeps catching on. So go to HelpingHeroes.org to donate or buy a T-shirt or a hat with Helping Heroes or the Freedom Car on it, and we appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. We'll look forward to having you back again at some point too. And Tyler, good luck with your racing as well. Jarek Johnson, his son, Tyler, and that's going to wrap it up for another week of Lap. We want to thank our sponsors, My Computer Career, and also Victory Custom Trailers as well. Thanks to the folks here at WSIC for being such gracious and enthusiastic hosts. And thanks to my producer, as always, Chris Murdoch. I'm Tom Baker, and I am going to go get my tongue fixed before next week's show so I can enunciate properly. Until then, have a great week, folks. Be safe. So long.
0: You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio, powered by Victory Custom Trailers, the leaders in custom trailer sales and service. Design your own custom trailer at VictoryCustomTrailers.com. Lead Lap Radio is a Race Chaser Media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media.
6: Thank you for listening.